I am Oliver Green. And I'm Marquita Green. And we are bringing you... Growing in the Messy. We're going to talk about... All things marriage, money, and so much more. We look forward to giving you the most realist, honest truth about the things that people don't talk about that make marriages win and make marriages lose. Let's go. Talk soon. Peace. (sighs) Welcome. 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 So we are here for, well, I was told we have to do some things first. So I am Oliver Green. I am half of Regroup for Change. And I'm Marquita Green. I'm the better half of Regroup for Change. And we together, we help married couples rapidly strengthen their marriages and their money. Understanding that before you can get to the point of strengthening your money, there are just some key things that you need to take care of. And in marriage, a lot of times you see people and you see the happy, but you don't see the messy. Mm -mm. So it would, sometimes it would lead you to believe that the messy doesn't happen. Well, we are here to tell you that the messy happens. How do we know the messy's happened? Because We've been messy. So with that said... We've been messy or you've been messy? Yeah, I've been messy. She's still looking at me? I'm just asking a question. She was still looking at me though, right? Yep. Go ahead. Well, um, it is the first... Well, it's the second, but the beginning of August. You know what that means? Two things. Checking my calendar. Making sure I didn't forget anything. <laughs> it is a... Could have been messy. <laughs> a good follow-up time, silly. What? So, two things I like to do at the start of a month is... That's the second thing, but since you brought it up... um. I like to make sure that our um, credit card statement is reconciled by today. How do you do that? So for me, it's going back, looking at the credit card statement and or the online statement. So it can be the hard copy or the online statement. And, you know, I'm anal retentive. So I like to go down and put every charge, how much it is, but put it in a specific category. So we operate out of a budget. You've seen it. Mm -hmm. And I make sure that everything that's on the credit card bill Mm -hmm. has a home. What do you mean? So, for instance, um, you went to visit your mom. Mm -hmm. And there was a plane ticket involved. Mm -hmm. And that was paid for by credit card. Mm -hmm. So I need to figure out if there was an expense in the July budget. For for, for the plane. A trip. Right. Okay. And then I put it in that line item so that I can... Make sure it balances out. Make sure it balances out because I make sure that the full balance of the credit card bill is paid every month. So we don't carry a balance. So that is called a zero balance 
budget. You'd be surprised how many people don't understand that or don't know what that is. Don't really know what the word budget means. Yeah. Well, it's a part of the process. No. Because that was a credit card statement, not necessarily the budget. Yeah. Like you said, part of. Okay. So part of the reason why I make Mm -hmm. sure that the credit card bill is paid off every month so we're not paying interest fees. Because the interest fees can kill you. And they're based on how much you spend. Right. That's an extra that's an extra payment all to itself. How much you're carrying over, for sure. Right. So only know that because we've been there. Been where? What do you mean? Having that extra payment. Having a big a big balance being carried over and paying eighty to a hundred bucks in an interest fee. Just in interest. Wow. So if we're paying eighty dollars in interest, mm-hmm. let's say it was a hundred dollar plane ticket, mm-hmm. and somehow we get eighty dollars interest. So now that plane ticket is one hundred and eighty dollars. Yep, that's and, silly. And it's something you don't think about. You don't think about it in the moment. You don't, right. and you really don't think about it. I say less than half. Think about it once the bill comes in. You just you become so accustomed to paying the bill. And you don't think about it. But when you sit down and take the time and utilize the book and the budget, um, you know how much you what you paid, but you know what the you know what the ending balance is. That should make you that should be a <laughs> red flag. And um like just make you look into things a little bit more. Yeah, that's it. I mean, it makes me look. So one of the things I like when I reconcile the credit card statement is just making sure I know what we're spending and where we're spending. I know one of the things that happens with credit cards, mm-hmm. and I want to hear your story about credit cards. Um, but one of the things that tends to happen with credit cards is because you just swipe without really it's having a, to think about it. Yeah, because you know it's a you have credit. So it's like make-believe money. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So I think a lot of people get caught up in just swiping, and then at the end of it, they're like, oh, I don't even know what I bought or how much I spent. And so for me, that's why reconciling every month. I actually now do it twice a month, the 15th and then the the end of the month, to make sure that everything is accounted for and that if, let's say by the 15th of the month, we've gone over in some area, then I go backwards and I'm like, all right, well, we can't. Yeah, exactly. We got to shift some things somewhere. So I enjoy it, but I just want to make sure that we're not overspending so that we can do the things that we really want to do. Options. Yes. We talked about, that. was that last week? Options. So if you missed epi- the last episode, <laughs> I don't know what episode we're on. So if we you missed the last stop, episode, stop counting. then just go back and look for the title options. I mean, and that gives you options. When you keep track of things, you're able to do certain things. Options. Go ahead. For sure. Now, you, one of the things you mentioned was a zero-based budget. Mm-hmm. And so we weren't necessarily talking about the budget per se, but the credit card reconciliation process is a part of the budgeting process, mm-hmm. right? Which I think a lot of times people miss. Because we don't know how to appropriately use credit cards, if on your billing statement, To your point about the interest fees, Mm -hmm. if people are putting credit card statement on the budget and only budgeting $50 a month or $100 a month, Mm -hmm. 
but your credit card bill is actually 572 then you're going to be paying towards that 572 for a really long time and although you're paying it down that number is going up because of the interest yeah you don't you never pay it off and by the time you pay it off you've double tripled what it was that you purchased that you either don't have anymore or don't remember spending right so that's one of the reasons why I reconcile and make sure that everything that is swiped on the credit card is in the budget so that mm -hmm. I don't have this blanket line item for credit card that right. doesn't really satisfy the credit card, but instead ensures that we're spending responsibly and right. that every swipe already has a home. And so in that budget are things like the household items, personal items, feminine products, um, back to school items that's coming up. So back to school items, um, allowance is still in the budget. My haircuts, I need one, is in the budget. Vacation. Vacation is in there. Everything is in there. So it like everything has a line item. And what we do for a zero-based budget is take everything that we're anticipating spending mm -hmm. and even that out with our income. So if our income is $1,000, our outcome, I don't, it just seems like that's what it should be. Yeah, what goes out? The, the expenses seem like they should, they have to be no more than $1,000. So in a zero-based budget, you, you equal Everything them. Everything should equal out. So that at the end of the day, it's zero. Zero should be remaining. So our savings is in there. How much we put in savings is in our budget. Mm -hmm. um, how much we tithe is in the budget. Retirement is in the budget. Rent, mortgage, like you, like you all name, of that. Like you name it, it's there. There's nothing. Gas. Incidentals. It's, it's not, I don't know if it's called incidentals. We have an incidental budget. Mine, but I don't remember. No. Car. Everything so is you, in the budget. So you may not you, you may not get maintenance on your car every month. But, but the months we do get maintenance. There is a line item for car maintenance. And so what happens is... When we need it, we put a number in it. When we don't need it, it says zero. Because our I change our budget every month based on what we need. What we have going on. Yeah. So you could see, just real quick, um, this necessarily may not be a hot topic. People don't I, I don't think enough couples talk about money. That's why things are so messy. I was like, before it gets to the point where it's messy. Um, but just imagine, I posed the question. Just imagine if you were able to sit and have a conversation and uh, about your money and where it was going and what you could do. Um, there was a point in time, we weren't doing this. Yeah, talk about that a little bit. She talked about the budget and I'd be like. Why didn't you like to talk about it? For what? Because we spend it. What do you mean for what? We had it. Not really. We did. You worked and I worked. That didn't mean we had money. We had a check that came in. We had four checks that came in a month. I, I don't understand what, what point you're getting at. You said, why didn't I? I'm telling you, why didn't I want to do it? Because we had it. In my mind, you got paid twice. Ding, ding, ding. That's different. Okay, I got now paid you, twice. you said it in my mind, cause 
There was a reality. I know better now, but initially. But I need you to explain that initially. Like, when you you weren't saying it. So, in your mind, you were thinking, well, it's four checks coming in, so we good. You know, the people not coming to knock on the door. They not coming to repo the cars. The phone's not getting cut off. Kids are still doing what they need to do. Gas is still in the car because we got the money. Now, there was a point. The reason I thought that way is because when I was on my own, my phone would get cut off and I didn't care. It would get cut back on. I go clothes shopping, sneaker shopping because... I got paid or shoes. Um, I hid my car from the hookup man because I wanted to go out and have fun. I lied to my landlord about my rent. What you telling? I don't. I don't. It's a blank. Whatever you know. They may be watching this, but so I took that into. I took that thought process into my relationship with you. Mm. Um, now imagine having two people that at suck at keeping track of their money and keep it up here. All those things would carry over. And it wasn't until I didn't buy into the budget. You want to hear the story? You got to go back. Um, but when we were in Atlanta and were listening to my aunt talking about, they were going on vacations and they were paying in cash buying a new house and they were paying it off in cash and how they were buying cars and paying it off in cash. Everything was legal. We like, they got a lot of cash. Um, well, let me see how much we got. <laughs> and when we did that, thought process was. we ain't had none. Like when we, that ride back from Tallahassee, it was, for me, it was just terrible from Atlanta. So for those that have ever lived in Tallahassee or driven from Tallahassee to Atlanta, you know, it's like four hours, four, four and a half hours. And her mind was going about this budget. And I was like, I just want to get home so I can stop listening about this budget. And that's when the process started. So she started the budget. She included me on what? You know, let's take a quick break. Hey, hey, hey. We don't want you to miss any of our content, any of our episodes. So we invite you to get on our mailing list. All you need to do is go over to www.financialpeaceinmarriages.com. That will get you on our email list. You will receive various things from us just about how to strengthen your marriage and your money. We don't want you to miss out www.financialpeaceinmarriages.com So you were about to say what happened when you actually, when that light bulb went off. Talk, mm-hmm. talk specifically about that moment. Alright, so I didn't the light bulb went off and she was paying bills and, and, and um, I was mad initially because I had an allowance and my allowance was $25. Was it a month? Mm-hmm. Well, we didn't have a whole lot of money. so I am all of a grown man. And you telling me I get $25 a month? I can eat that. I can spit that. It's like, what? So I didn't, that, that didn't sit well with me. 
So I bought in, but it was like real partial. Um, so I was mad. Like I was angry. Um, I knew what we were doing it for. I, I, I understood that, but I was pissed. I just put it plainly. Um, and it was like that for a minute. She would include me monthly, tell, let me know when that she was doing the budget. I would sit. I didn't really care. And it wasn't until we paid a bill off. Started knocking them out, y'all. So she was like, this bill's paid. I was like, what do you mean? Like it's paid off? Paid off. I never knew if my mom paid the bill off. I don't even know if she had a credit card. But the fact that we had debt and knocked that debt out, that particular debt, it then let me know, all right, so if we do this, we literally can get rid of the stuff. And I think, I, I, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, that was around the time I bought in. Um, mm-hmm. I think that may have been when your frustration with me participating, I won't say it alleviated it, but I think you saw the fact that I was participating and wanted to be part of the system. Yeah, I can honestly say, though, my frustration probably lesson a little bit before then because I got to a point. So I'm glad you brought that up because a lot of wives ask the question, what am I supposed to do if I want a budget but my husband's not joining in the process? And I was like, just get started. Because you were so resistant to it, I would still do it. And I would still sit in a public place on the couch (laughs) where you could see me doing it so you knew how much time I was spending on it. You knew where it was. And because I was using a Google Sheet that you had access to, I would make sure I shared it. She sent it So you could always see month. it and you could never say you didn't know. I wasn't really tracking to see if you looked at it. The first couple of times I would ask questions. Did you look at it? And you would always say, no, that would frustrate me. And then I was like, you're causing more grief on yourself. So I stopped asking and I just kept doing And so by example, I just kept moving forward. And then when we pay something off, I'm like, look, look, look. And then, you know, I think I had posted it up on my bulletin board in the office. And so it was a visual reminder that we made some great progress. And then by the time you bought in, I'm like, I don't have, I don't, I don't have to sell it no more because the proof is in the pudding, baby. You see it. And then there'd be those moments where I would go look and then have the question, hey, um, what did you spend? Yeah, there was a different level of frustration because then he started asking questions about why I put what I put or he'd be in the bank account because we have a joint account and he'd be looking and asking questions about the expenses. I'm like, dude, you just wasn't paying it no mind. Now you're going to be all up in it and asking questions about it? But a different level of Oh, he really gets it. Yeah. Um, I mean, even now, once a month, I, I, I'm i here. I look at it. Because I'll be wanting to see what's next. <laughs> what's the next thing we paying off? When the car leaving? Not leaving, but when the car, when the car payment leaving? When is the, how big is the savings account? Um, do we got any extra money? Because I'll be trying to spend some extra money. Yeah, he does. Oh, we got a dollar. 
I'm going to the store. I, I do, I do do that, but it's, it's not a good way to, to lean. But that, but with that said, um, communication. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you haven't heard me say it before, communication will increase your intimacy. It will. It will decrease your intimacy. It can. It will make you very, very agitated because you didn't speak up. For sure. Closed mouth doesn't get fed. Now nope. take that however you want to take it. But um, it, 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 it all starts with communication. Um, when you are able to openly communicate about your frustrations, uh, about your money, about your marriage, um, you will then begin to be, to become aware of what your messy is and you'll feel comfortable and confident enough to talk about your messy even when you don't want to even in those moments where it's like but you got to get to a starting point yeah i think that's cool that um you brought that communication piece out i think it's a, a couple of different ways we could go with it but what i will mention is knowing when to communicate and how to communicate. Uh, so I know we can't really get into that, but for instance, when I knew that he wasn't buying into the process, I didn't have to be a nagging wife and like bang him over the head with this language over and over and show him the budget. At some point I was like, really back in girl, because if I keep showing him and if I keep asking him and if I keep taunting him about it, that was going to create tension between us. And so I did it. And so I think learning that balance in a marriage is important. Right. Um, knowing when, I know you're, you're big on when to communicate. And so if you're frustrated at work or vice versa, then that's probably not a good time to say, oh, by the way, this thing happened. And so learning how to communicate or learning when I should say to communicate was big for us so that we didn't always, um, we had to pick up on, on the right timing. Talking about the budget is not pillow talk. We wasn't talking about it. Well, I might've been talking about it. He wasn't listening to it. God. But, you know, when we trying to go to bed at night and he, you know, trying to rub my back and I'm like, well, babe, did you see the grocery bill? Oh, that was me doing that. So, you know, it's, you gotta know, how to communicate it, and you got to know when and when not to. So here's a question. Larry Burton says, explain how a lack of communication can damage your intimacy. What, what answer you want? You go first. You, you said it. Oh, all right. Listen. This for all my dudes. All the men is going to listen oh, to this. God. Yeah. You, if you can't communicate with your wife, um, there's no pillow talk. You ain't getting none. It's going to be real tight and dry. Now, take that for what it's worth. But the lack of communication. Told you. The lack of communication. I mean, but that's real. Like, I, I mean, I think far too many times we try to sit and we make it. It, it needs to sound appropriate. Well, that was appropriate. Because if you got somebody sitting out there that's listening to this, they can't they they can't have an intimate moment with their spouse because they don't know how to communicate. So and they they mad at her or him because they couldn't communicate. Well, if you can't 
If I can't, if I talk to you, oh, greasy, you ain't doing nothing with me. You right about say that again. If I talk to her <laughs> real greasy, she's not doing anything with me. If for those that don't know what greasy is, trifling out the side of your neck, saying whatever you want to say. And my mouth is slick. Real slick. But I, so I think that's half of it. And then the other half is. She's about to make it sound pretty. If you're not communicating at all, then that creates another issue as well. So if I'm asking questions and he's not responding or vice versa, if he's asking for things and I'm not complying, if he's asking me to pick my clothes up or put my clothes away and I'm not doing it, my lack of follow through is communicating through my actions a level of disrespect that's going to turn him away from me and not want him to be bothered. So it, it can be... What you say and how you say it, and it could also be what you fail to say or what you fail to do that impacts. Because I think a lot of times we do that. We used to know. Yeah, we've had like that. that we've had know. we've had that conversation. Where she should have known, or he should have known. I don't read your mind. Like we go through it now, and it's it, it it's a joke of like she has conversations and she like she'll bring me in on the middle of the conversation. You should know. No. I shouldn't. And if we haven't talked about, there's a reason. We've talked about like when, back when it was messy, like messy, messy, you need to figure out why. Well, if I figure out why, it's going to open some other doors and I don't want to do that. Bro, there's a reason why you do what you do. You have to figure out why you, why, why it is, but you got to get to that place. That's communication. You need to communicate with you. And you need to communicate That's with the person point. of why you, that allows you or that showed you what, why, why you do it. So, um, so we've talked about why to communicate. We've talked about how to communicate and when to communicate. I would also offer forms of communication. Um, what you mean? Excuse me. So, uh, no, I, no. Don't do that. Um, we think that all communication has to be verbal. No. And I just gave an example of nonverbal communication. How if I fail to do something mm -hmm. or that is a level of communication that we sometimes miss. So. What do you mean? Uh, physical. So okay. we speak with our mouths. Obviously. Mm -hmm. So that's a form of communication if we're having open dialogue. Mm -hmm. But our actions is another form of communication. So if I am not doing something, if I'm not pulling my weight around the house, if I'm not um, helping to pay the bills, if I'm not. Um, <laughs> or if you're only doing one thing and then use that as the. Everything. Yeah. Then so that. Okay. What I do or don't do is a form of communication. You know, you hear, you've said it to me, I think, before, and we hear it all the time. Actions speak louder than words. Mm -hmm. And so I don't want people to miss how important our actions are in, in how we communicate. Even something as simple as crossed arms. That signifies that someone is closed off. And that's something we don't talk enough about. And I know this, I'm not trying to have a communication lesson, but... Um, Sitting with your arms crossed in the midst of a communication, I don't have to open my mouth. But if I'm like, my facial expression, my arms crossed, says that I'm closed off. I'm not really listening. I'm not engaged in the conversation. 
I don't want to hear what you have to say. And because of that, that impacts intimacy, that impacts the marriage, that impacts how we move forward from wherever we are. But then I also want to say pen and paper is still an, still an effective, an way, effective to communicate. way to communicate. Did you ever write notes to the girls and say, will you be my girlfriend? And then do the, my, the box marks, the boxes said check yes or no. Where have you ever seen it? Maybe you probably didn't do it because you are who you are. What you mean? Yeah, you want to go with me, yeah or nay? Did you do it and yeah, write it? Yeah, I did it. it yeah, with a little piece of paper. I'm like, you'll pass that to the chick. And so why why do you think you wrote that down then? Because everybody was doing it. And I didn't want nobody to know my business. And, you, and, and a lot of times we don't want to face the rejection. So we just do it. Oh, you may been, not have that, understood that at the time. I was like, that might have been like that the number been one. That might for a seven-year-old. But we don't like the rejection, so we put it on paper, and we pass it over, hoping that we'll get a response. But I say that to say that we can still use pen and paper. So we talk. I hear people talk about honey-do lists. A lot of times, it's a piece of paper that say, honey, I need you to do all these things. Or a text message. But it's it's pen and paper. So even text throughout the day, we talk about how to communicate to build intimacy. Oh, that's a different way to talk about that. Um, but there are different ways that we can communicate. And so I like to, we were talking about like the budgeting process and um, what I like to do at the beginning of the month because I'm reconciling, I'm putting everything on paper. We communicate a lot about our finances mm-hmm. through a paper system and not necessarily verbally. I mean, we do all, but... A lot of it is through paper. But I also like to spend that time writing down, this is what I accomplished. Yeah, she killed it. At the end of the month. Like, she's the bomb, you know. I, I, I got to give it to her. Question to our listeners. For those that are watching on YouTube and Facebook, um, drop a one if you use a written budget. Drop a two if you, I don't know, I lost it. Um, oh. Drop a two if you send your spouse uh, messages throughout the course of the day. Not the nasty, not the ones that's going to piss them off. But, you know, just like, you know, keep them encouraged. Check on them. See how they're doing. Give them that shout out. Say, oh, girl, you look good. Check and see if I can name my messages later. You didn't. You ain't get them today. But I looked at you. I looked at her and stopped working. Oh, gosh. Work from home has been great. Because I can look at her and be like, <laughs> oh, boy, yes, messy. Yes, you Well, we're about to wrap this up, y'all. But we just wanted to come in and just share a little bit. It's the beginning of the month. So just to share a little bit about what happens in our home at the beginning of each month. Yeah. So you um, tune in. Like I said, this is one of those not, it's not one of those sexy, sexy topics. And it's not. It's not, you know, it's one of but those. But it is, but, it, but it's so important. Yeah, it's not dirty and it's, it's not giving no, uh, but like it's life. Out of all the couples that divorce, money, finances is typically. Right up there. The Is one of the top three reasons why a couple separate. So. You mess with the money. We don't want to talk about it. We're not communicating about it. But it's the thing that's tearing us apart. Come on now. When we know better, we do better. So uh, with that, we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna end on that one. Say it again. When we know better, we do better. 
I am Oliver Green, and I am half of Regroup for Change. And I'm Marquita Green. I'm the better half of Regroup for Change. And we help married couples rapidly strengthen their marriages and their money. Talk to you soon. Peace. We wanted to say thank you for tuning in. And we hope that you got something out of this episode. So be kind and leave us a comment and let us know what you got out of today's episode. You can also follow us on Instagram at Regroup for Change. That's R-E-G-R-O-U-P, the number four, change, C-H-A-N-G-E. And you can also find us on Facebook at that same handle. So we look forward to hearing your comments and stay tuned. Peace.